It's your boy Dreams from the Notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn, generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. internet analytic here aka dreams and i'd like to welcome you to mine which i call the notorious mass effect podcast i am a hip-hop slash gaming news source with a little bit of r&b mixed in for episode 58 we're going to be getting into post malone motley crew bts butter slash permission to dance nintendo switch oled and then we're going to end with snow allegra temporary highs in the violet skies but before that make sure to click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep up with my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall also make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses now that I got the intro out of the way, let's switch it up and get into Post Malone Motley Crew. Serious, 
just wanna party, 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 yeah We ride here, we'll never Count up the bands, sticking up No rubber bands, speaking up Sometimes I wonder how people can say they don't really understand Little Baby, but then understand Post Malone. Now it's like they both don't use the same effects on the vocals whenever they're rapping. They both use auto-tune, but obviously Post Malone uses just a little bit more. <laughs> so whenever I'm listening to Post Malone and like i think what makes it worse for me when i hear a post malone song is more about the vibes but whenever i see the lyrics for a post malone malone track i'm like that's what he was saying i have no idea what he was saying throughout that whole chorus the, the start of the song i'm like he said something myriad i was like and then the lyrics said no he said something else he said it was he was like it's, it's just so confusing it's just like he doesn't pronunciate his words in this kind of like little baby but people rag on little baby more for that and i think it's just because the certain lane that little baby comes from if that makes sense so we're getting into pop uh, not post <laughs> post malone <laughs> post malone no i'm just playing but uh post malone's new single called motley crew so his new single of course is out and it's about three minutes. It's produced by DA Got That Dope. So, yeah, that's an interesting producer name. But anyways, the, the track is follows up his Pokemon collab and also follows up his 2019's latest effort when he put out his whole album called Hollywood's Bleeding, which that single, Hollywood's Bleeding, like the song itself, was amazing if you want to go back and listen to it. So if this is a, like a single attempt for an album, I think he needs to try again. But I still think it's it, it, this is a a solid track. But I'm gonna get I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let's get in more into the details of the track. So the rapper is working on music, obviously, as he put out a single. But he's been putting out different features and collabing with different artists just to keep his name in the space of of hip hop and you with the with the artist like post malone he doesn't doesn't really need that but at the same time it still helps him to collab with the likes of like a big sean or make a track with uh, what was the other track he made a track with i think it was i don't think it was don Tolliver. i can't remember but for some reason i'm drawing a blank all i remember is that he collabed with big sean because that song was amazing but getting back into the post malone point I feel like he's keeping his name in the industry circles by putting his name on features and helping out certain collab albums. Oh, he did that feature for DJ Khaled when they had him, the baby, little baby, and Megan Thee Stallion. Now that I'm thinking about that lineup, like how do you not sell over 200,000 with all those names that DJ Khaled had? Like if you really think about it, the names that he had on that album is rare to say the least like to get even even like two of those artists on your album is hard but for dj khaled it's just like calling and then that's it like they they send the verse in if you're drake he sends two verses in if your little baby he 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 close to sends you a whole album full of verses and you just pick like three or four of them so and then you get jay-z and nas on the same track 
it's just like and then you get post malone to do the hook not even give a chorus well no give a chorus not even give a verse so yeah it's very interesting how dj khaled like pull that off anyways getting back into post malone as you can see the motley crew track doesn't really do too much for me as i kind of went off on a tangent but also the track itself is a very um fast food type song like it's not it's not too much weight to it it's not too much substance to it reading the lyrics which i don't know why i mean the video that i pulled up to play the snippet had the lyrics already on there so it wasn't like i was searching for the lyrics because i know post malone is far from a lyricist what he does is give vocal performances via autotune so when i say vocal performances i'm not talking like the weekend or SZA or Ariana Grande where they can sing the same or they can sound the same like they do in live like they do in the studio but for Post Malone he uses a lot of autotune and so he's playing around with the different inflections of the autotune but it's not his natural voice for those that didn't know that wasn't his natural voice it's not <laughs> so um for the actual rollout plan for Post Malone I mean it's Post Malone he's going to sell a, a large amount of units and it's not really something that's probably on his mind about oh i need a single to lead off this album with but certain artists like post malone like a drake love to go into that to the album with the with the track that hit it off the like with the track that they hit it out of what am i trying to say I'm trying to give a baseball analogy but i can't think of it right now hit it out of the park that's what i was thinking i knew it was like it was on the tip of my tongue i was like what is that baseball analogy when they say you hit a home run anyways so basically these type of artists look for that track that they can hit out that they can quote unquote hit out of, i can't even i can't even talk that they quote unquote can hit out of the park to lead off the album and speaking of the drake album i've heard that that album is phenomenal like it's just the greatest thing since 2015 Drake. Honestly, I'm taking that with a grain of salt. But the people that like I've talked to about the album, it's like it's kind of crazy. Like getting information through certain people from an artist like Drake is just like like I don't know him, but to know people who know people who are in circles that music will even be played early from the biggest rapper in the world is just insane honestly pretty crazy but yeah i'm hearing good things about the drake album i'm hearing it's really fire and that people shouldn't sleep on it at all but this is a post malone segment so back to post malone this is a snippet that i have for motley crew so here is a nice um audio snack for your audio adventure for the podcast but anyways yeah let, let me just get into the snippet i don't know what type of lead up that was <laughs> but anyways here's motley crew by post malone what you gonna do i'm gonna pull up with the crew when i'm off the juice i like to hang out the roof i'm wrecking juice
If you could tell me what was the meaning of that second verse besides sounding amazing, then I will be I will be obliged to listen. I think that's the right way to use that word. You know, sometimes I think of words and I use it and then it's just like, I wonder if I used it right. But then I look it up and most of the times I did when I don't, I don't know. I just move on. So yeah, that track sounded amazing. As far as the the lyricism on the track, I give that like a C minus at at best. Post Malone is obviously obviously not a lyricist, but he does provide the vibes. As this track is definitely a vibe in my opinion, very solid for his first single for his upcoming album, which we don't even know if it's coming out this year. We don't know if he was just putting out a track, but I believe he's coming out with an album. As these artists, for some reason, waited for almost the end of summer to come out with their singles. As Drake definitely didn't want to drop in the summer for some reason. And I believe he's going to try to drop in what they call quote-unquote cuffing season. Which would be, what, October, no, December? I don't know. One of the, one of the cold months. I forget. But anyway, so... That's what I have. That's my breakdown for Post Malone, Motley Crue. Click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of the Motley Crue track as a whole? And are you anticipating a Post Malone album? So yeah, that's all I have for that. Now we're going to switch it up and get into the one, the only crew that blew my analytics out of the water and that was bts butter slash permission to dance it's the thought of being young when your heart's just like a drum beating louder with nowhere to guard it when it all seems like it's wrong sing along to out and draw into that feeling which is getting started when the nights get colder I'm not going to lie, I didn't know too much about BTS until after I made that segment on BTS called Butter. That segment is rivaling and up and is rivaling in fast pace, fast forward, fast pace. I don't know. Words are hard. Anyways, BTS is getting closer and closer to my top segment listens. Like as far as like my top segment ever listened to, BTS is up there. It's like number two, I think, behind Juice World. So that should tell you what type of fan base bts has because bts is one of those type of groups that i don't feel like gives gets enough co coverage uh, around the like the more popular notable hip-hop outlets like it's more like i haven't i don't know if i'm just ignorant but i haven't seen bts on the breakfast club i haven't seen bts with sway in, sway in the morning like i don't know if that would actually make sense for the hip-hop platforms but as far as BTS, their audience is so huge that they're doing the likes of, I think they've done like Jimmy Fallon, they've done some other, some other shows. 
I forget. Anyways, the, the fan base. Basically, I was just giving praise to the fan base and their following because it is humongous. If anything, I have to go off by the numbers, which is pretty hard to even rival Juice World's fans because his fan base is insane and incredible. Like his, one of his, I think it was my very first segment for Juice World. I want to say it was my album review for Juice World. No, I think it was just like if you type in Juice World Mass Effect, I definitely should pop up. And that track did like. 10,000 view, uh, 10,000 listens in like a, a week, and this one, like the BTS segment, is just close. It's like close on that mark of, of hitting like a uh, three to five thousand. So it's is approaching my my top listen to segment because in the amount of time that's been that's passed since me putting out that segment, then. Sorry, I was looking at my phone. But the amount of time that BTS looked at that... that, that what, what am I saying? The amount of time that passed since I put out that segment is, is very uh, telling on how the analytics is showing. So, yeah. BTS released a new single called Permission to Dance. Gives a lot of new details about the album. Also talks about how they work with... Ed Sheeran, Steve Mag, Johnny McDavid, or Johnny McDade, and Jenna Andrews to create the track that embodies all the things joyful about summer. So, if you don't know about BTS, from what I've heard, they're one of those type of groups that make songs to bring out the light and the darkness. So, meaning that if you're in a tough time, they make music for those that are not necessarily, de- well, yeah, kind of depressed and sad. And they make music for people to uplift those, really uplift anybody, but really target those type of people to, to brighten their day and turn around their perspective on life. BTS tracks have been performing well as far as the Billboard's 100. Butter is still on the Billboard 100 as we speak. They're, they're talking about this track trying to go number one. So apparently gonna they're going to try some PR stunt not stunt but like basically their label is going to try to work this track to push it number one which which what label wouldn't try to push the top selling artist single like so they're definitely doing the right thing about trying to push this track and promote it so as far as the actual lyrics what it means for people listening to the actual track and trying to like break down the lyrics Basically, you, there's no need to do that because BTS has already said what the what the track is about. Basically, the the track, which they do shout out Elton John in the song, but it's to what's the reason for this? Permission to dance is for people who need to just let go, just let 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 life happen and basically try to find happiness in dancing so with permission to dance it's kind of like that moment of just having fun in life and disregarding the stress that is is heavy on you so it's a nice little message for the permission to dance 
getting back into the sales they feel like this track will go number one and i actually gave a date around what their promotion could actually do and and so they're saying by janaka okay words are definitely hard today but they're saying definitely by july 19th you should be seeing permission to dance close if not number one on billboard hot 100 so yeah that's pretty uh a bold claim from a label to try to push a track and actually give a date onto when it's gonna be number one but actually with butter being number one for seven weeks in a row well six or seven weeks in a row anyways it was, it was a lot of weeks in a row um they definitely know what they're doing as far as promoting tracks and pushing the singles. I remember last time they did a collab with McDonald's, I believe, when they was promoting the track Butter. So I would be interested to see who they collab with with this track, as not every track can be promoted the same, which should be common knowledge. But for some people, they're just like, well, not just why not just promote it like you did the last track? It doesn't always work. Like that's like saying, why not? putting in sports terms that's like saying why not hand it off to the running back every time because the first play worked like it's just it's just not how it works like you gotta switch up the strategy to keep progressing for your ultimate goal so for bts permission to dance will be close to number one and that is a bold promise from the label but i have i have faith in them i mean i like the track i feel like the track is fire i mean there's not rapping on it like it wasn't butter but still, Permission to Dance takes R&B elements, takes certain group points, how they play off of each other. One comes in, another one goes out. One gives like a bridge, the other one comes in with the chorus. Like it's a very well-structured song and definitely a radio-friendly track as Permission to Dance isn't explicit at all. And the message is very joyful and very uplifting to people who may be suffering with depression, people who may be in the dumps about just random things in life and just think their life's not going no way. They can listen to BTS and it's supposed to uplift your mood. So that's why the tracks that they put out is very upbeat and very inspirational because that's the main motivation for them is providing that light in the darkness. So now I'm going to play a snippet for Permission to Dance and let you judge for yourself on how it sounds. So here is Permission to Dance by BTS. Well, let me show you that we can keep the fire alive. Because mm-hmm. it's not over till the summer saves one yeah that track is amazing in my opinion definitely one of the better tracks of the year the way that bts makes their music you would think it would be hard with seven members to try to you know how the phrase goes when when they say too many cooks in the kitchen well with the group bts and their seven members 
think it's seven. I believe it's seven. It's, I would think it would be hard to find cohesion in ideas for tracks. Like, I wonder how the whole process goes. I wonder if one person comes up with the lyrics, one person comes up with the, the, the visuals, or is it like a group collab? Like, that's very interesting to me because when you have that many people in a group, it's very much a team effort. It's not like one, well, it could be one person coming through and doing everything and everybody just dances along with it. But I would be beg to like differ that the actual process of making these tracks are more team chemistry based because on camera, they seem like they get along, but the actual music is kind of hard to fake the energy when you're making tracks with other people. So with the BTS tracks, it's kind of, it, I would be very interested to see how they go about making their tracks and how they actually break down, okay, who goes in next and like who goes first, who goes last. Like it's just simple things like that. It's so many people in a group just seeing the process on how they make their music would be mind-blowing to me so yeah but yeah that's all i really have to say about the bts butter slash permission to dance tracks click my link tree in my bio let me know on one of my social medias what do you think of the group bts as a whole and that's the question that i'm going to give to y'all as we now move into the next segment called nintendo switch oled now, I wonder is the pronunciation, the pronunciation, okay, hold up, I'm gonna get this word right, the pronunciation, no, the pronunciation, pronunciation, okay, however you say the word OLED, is it O-L-E-D or is it OLED, like, is it a certain way you say that word that I'm not saying it right, because for some reason, Nintendo Switch thought that making a screen that gives you brighter colors will be a solid excuse for putting out a whole new system like i don't know if somebody hasn't told nintendo or if they just are just blatantly ignoring the actual process that goes into making these consoles but there's a chip shortage for basically everything that's like expensive nowadays like for everything that has those type of like i don't even know what to call because i'm not really i don't know how to put those together and take them apart like i'm not that type of person but i know that there's a chip shortage for the xbox series x for the playstation 5 or even like tesla cars for nintendo switches like to make those type of products that rely heavily on just Basically, you can kind of see the, the commonality between those four things I just named. The chip shortage is not making it any easier as the pandemic has hit hard now for certain companies that was trying to pr produce things for the pandemic other than making their own products like for entertainment. So I think entertainment was one of those that they trying to took from to to try to have them make things for for making the pandemic easier and now we're seeing the repercussions of that as there is definitely a chip shortage and all we have to thank for that is the pandemic but for nintendo fans 
they may be excited about this news about the new version for the switch not many people were expecting a old a oled or old led whichever way you want to pronounce it no nobody was really expecting a, a screen that was just slightly bigger with improved sound and and visuals but people was really wanting a nintendo switch pro which would have given 4k resolution when docked and upgraded chip so a lot of people was really wanting the nintendo switch pro instead we got a screen with the brighter colors and this being released as a whole new console so it's just i don't know it, it's just kind of hard to give nintendo this type of criticism because it's like nintendo was just such on a was on such a great path of a great system which they still have a great console it's nothing i'm not taking away anything from the console they're still selling out everywhere because of the chip shortage i mean every console selling out there's not an abundance of consoles anywhere in the world so that should tell you something but the nintendo switch primarily the OLED, the OLED, whatever the way you want to pronounce it, is designed to increase the appeal for Switch new buyers. So how is that increasing the appeal? I have no idea. Maybe making the colors more brighter for people to be like, oh, wow, I really want that console. But at the same time, I mean, hopefully it's the same price as the other. Actually, I'm just reading now that the $50, there's a $50 increased price. So it's $50 higher than the original Nintendo Switch, which is just, yeah, th this is not a good move in general. So overall, this is a bad move for Nintendo. And all of these points just kind of lead back to that, especially for the Switch Lite, which is like $200 for that. It's going to make it even harder to make versions like that because Nintendo really wants you to buy the more expensive consoles. Like they're not really promoting the Nintendo Switch Lite that much because it's already popular selling now. I mean, every console selling now, so it's kind of like it's hard to judge by that. But the Lite is definitely selling out quicker than the actual regular console, and that's just because people like the handheld model, the like revamped handheld model that they have for the Nintendo Switch Lite. But now that they have the old LED version of the Nintendo Switch, it's going to be like. Should I get the light or should I get the LED version? And they're going to be like, well, I'm just going to get the light because the LED version is just more colors for $50 more. Like, it's just no purpose. Overall, the actual Nintendo Switch is still a console to be reckoned with, meaning that the whole handheld docket and then it's the actual console design is just fantastic, brilliant, something that the ps vita could have definitely capitalized on like if playstation put out their own handheld device with the ps vita and just upgraded it to actually perform exactly like the nintendo switch i think nintendo would be in trouble because if they can put those ps4 games ps5 games on that ps vita and make it similar in graphics like not too much of a downgrade for when you for when you go to handheld Oh, that would literally change the game like so many people I don't even know if people would talk to uh, humans anymore like people just gonna be walking around playing like Arkham Knight or God of War God of War while walking around or playing Call of Duty while, like it's gonna be insane so actually 
Nintendo Switch is a pioneer in the way that you can dock a console and play it handheld. It's happened before with the handheld with the PS Vita, but there was no way to dock the PS Vita to go to PlayStation. You just had to play your like PlayStation 2. So, yeah. Nintendo Switch is definitely a pioneer in the fact that it's one of the best consoles ever made as far as a uh, invention. No, as far as uh, what's that word? As far as uh, um, I can't even think of it right now. As far as reinventing the wheel, wheel in its unique uniqueness is very uh, it's very it's it's on the top of my list as far as the best. Um, console. I'm still trying to think of that word. That's why I'm stumbling over, over my uh, current words. But there's a certain word that I'm trying to use. Innovative. I think that's what it was. Innovative. I believe. I don't know. Anyways, I believe I believe the the Nintendo Switch was very innovative, and that's why it's so much. It's seeing so much success. So yeah, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. Do you think the Nintendo Switch OLED was a great idea or no? And that's the question I'm going to leave you with as we get into our final segment with Snow Allegra temporary highs in the violet skies. And I watch them go into the wild sky to escape the cold and I'm left behind. Now the wind's going under the blue Will they always come back in the spring? When will you come back into my life? Out of sight but you're not of mine So we're going to be getting into another R&B singer of female genre it's, it's not a female genre it's just r&b genre so we're gonna get into one of the artists that was grouped up with the female r&b's of the of the current times which would be snow allegra she has dropped her current effort for an album called temporary highs in the violet skies for the snow allegra album she brought on the likes of tyler the creator the neptunes and a lot of others for the different productions on her album i feel like the different productions helped out a lot for her album as i want to say the vocals got stale but at a certain point it was like it was a great welcome change when tyler the creator hopped on when the neptunes gave their beat and she sung over it or sang over it or however you pronounce that and there's 15 tracks but it's very short like the album is very short it's very um I don't know what to call it, but it's one of those type of albums that as soon as it starts, it feels like it's ending. So, but the album is great in my opinion. Well, not great. That's a that's a strong word. I would say the album is good. So the album is good. I reserve great for when there's no skips on the album. And technically for there's no skips, but I go for a certain type of vibe when I'm listening to music. And for Snow Allegra, she provides it on most of these tracks, but not all of them. So I won't say it's a great album, but it's definitely far from a bad or far from a mediocre album. It's a good album. So the actual singer released her third studio album 
so this is her third duty. <laughs> what third and duty? Yeah, that was definitely that was a mix up of words if I ever heard. But anyways, that was a third studio effort, and this comes two years after her album. Ugh. Those feels again. Anyways, um, I don't know what type. Yeah, these. So one of the things that pointed that like stood out to me that is is that her album titles are very terrible like i don't know how else to put it so her titles that she has for each album like i don't know who tells her to put more than like two or three words but for album titles it needs to be either a phrase or a word like it doesn't need to be like the best albums that i've ever listened to had just a phrase or a word like graduation or take care or what was it called section 80 like things like that it's just very short and sweet or house of balloons like that's the, the like that's the most i could take right there like house of balloons okay that's it like not house of balloons and the dark mysterious place like what type of album title does snow allegra like well what is she what is she going for with these album titles like they're really just they're just bad she just need, needs to shorten them like if it was just temporary feels or temporary highs that would have been a perfect album name like temporary highs in the violent skies while i'm eating skittles and i'm having a picnic with my guy like it's just not it's just not necessary like all these little descriptions in the album title like put that in the description like nobody needs it nobody trying to read all that nobody's trying to type all that in and that's basically where this tangent comes from is typing this album in is just so tedious it's just like why like why is there so many words in the album title anyways i don't know i don't know why i was so passionate about that but i just i just feel like there's just no reason for it to be so long like it's it's just like it's a phrase or a word that's the best way to go about album title okay yeah that's that's all i gotta say about that <laughs> so yeah again to the actual album so there's 15 tracks um as far as the other tracks that didn't make this album because i believe she released tracks that didn't make this album because she was putting out music like i think she put out a track with black and that's not on this album so i don't know if that's black's track or what but i don't know if i just wasn't paying attention but i felt like that was snow allegra's track but maybe i was just tripping anyways so the actual album it starts off with a bang as indecisive is one of my favorite tracks on the whole album i feel like it was a strong strong start for the album and the way that it started off it was just like at the beginning of the segment when i played it and it was just this voice that you heard singing it wasn't her it was some other voice it was like a sample and then the beat comes in the eight ways drop and then she starts singing over that i was like oh this album's finna be crazy and so that's the first snippet i have for the album and I, i'm not even gonna say the album like i'm just gonna call this album temporary high like that all the other description stuff is really just it's really just too much it's, it's just being extra so yeah um here is the snippet from indecisive the very first track off of the album so you can are you already know that i enjoyed this album so here is indecisive right now Where, where, where? 
that it sound like you Tell me why you're here I don't get around like you, no Now you got time, I don't got any You should've thought about that while you was with me You just go ahead and be with everybody You should know by now I ain't just anybody I don't really care But I bet you wish I do Yeah, that track is one of my favorites off of the whole entire album. So that was a very strong start in my opinion. I feel like she hit it off with a bang or started it off with a bang. Track number two, Lost You. I feel like that track is great. Follow a great follow-up to the start of the album. And it's still getting you into what you have to expect for the album. So it's still getting you, it's still ushering you in. Which I believe this may be a single, but I'm not too sure on that. Track number three, In Your Eyes. Now, coincidentally, In Your Eyes was a track that The Weeknd put out last year that I thought was one of the best tracks off his album. After Hours, I think it was called. So with this track, In Your Eyes, it's just kind of like, for me, I'm a huge Weeknd fan. So it's kind of like, I'm not a more of a The Weeknd fan than I am a Drake fan, but me even making that comparison or that like reference to show how much of a weekend fan i am should show you how big of a weekend fan i am so having any track named after a track that the weekend has done is just like in your eyes is a great track but the weekend did it perfect like he did it in a way that can't really be replicated like i think the weekend is one of the greatest artists ever as far as when it comes to making music so when i hear another track called in your eyes from another artist that i like but it's just like it's just not the weekend which is not really a knock it's just like not everybody can be the weekend but i really liked in your eyes so much so it was also a standout in my opinion off of snow's album so here is the second snippet that i have for the album called in your eyes as you can tell snow has great vocals also her cover for the album i know i killed the album name so i might as well give credit when credit is due her visuals for the album cover is amazing i'm not even gonna lie which is just her on the cover of the album but that's just my point exactly <laughs> so yeah 
<laughs> so, so getting into track number four, just like that. I think just like that is a solid track, nothing too crazy. Um, it kind of falls off a little bit, but that's okay because the next track, track number five, Neon Peach, is when Tyler the Creator comes in. And Tyler the Creator adds something that is definitely needed for this album as I believe he made the beat and his feature is great. He's rapping. The way that he's rapping, he found a little pocket. It's not nothing too crazy, but it's definitely a pocket to switch things up just enough to make this one of the standouts on the album. I will play a snippet. There's no clean version, which I'm not surprised. The sales aren't looking too great for Snow Allegra's album, but I enjoy it. So I disregard the sales whenever I like an album. It's just like, I enjoy it. So plus that's why I'm even talking about it. Usually I talk about things that's higher on the charts as far as charting because I like to cater to certain fan bases that help my audience grow but for Snow Allegra like she's a great artist and I feel like she should be talked about just like other artists so yeah track number six we don't have to talk about it is another track that I think is a standout and I do have a snippet for this one as the album is very interesting she has songs that are clean and songs that aren't clean like they're explicit but you would think the ones that would be clean would just be her and no like she's cussing on some albums and not on on other like it's very interesting on how she chooses which track to make explicit and whatnot like i wonder if it's just a process like if you're making a clean track but you feel like this curse word would make this transition better and you're just like oh, i can't have it because it's clean like i wonder how that process goes in making in making her music so yeah we don't have to talk about it it's the third and final snippet that I had for this album. So here is, t- we don't have to talk about it by Snow Allegra right now. dreams from the notorious mass effect ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you well with doordash this is now possible as doordash connects people with the best restaurants in their city they do this by empowering local businesses and in turn generate new ways for people to earn work and live with your favorite restaurants at your fingertips doordash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities more time and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill 
deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com. So yeah, that track was a standout to me on this entire album. And then we get into track number seven, Tangerine Dream. I really like this track. Uh, I thought it was great. Her performance as far as the bridge into the chorus was amazing. Track number eight, Temporary Highs. I mean, this is just going off the album title. I think it was a solid track. But, and then track number nine is Violet Sky. So it's definitely going off the album title. And it's just okay in my opinion. Not Nothing not bad and not great. So it's just okay. Track number 10, In The Moment, featuring Tyler, the creator. So Tyler, the creator, I don't know what it is about Snow Allegra, but he, Snow Allegra. But he definitely wanted to put his mark on this album as he's on here twice. And no other person is like, I don't even think she really has any other features. I mean, she has the Neptunes on In Your Eyes. And that's not really it. Like, they're not artists. Like, they are the pro producers. So, it's not like a, like, you won't see them featuring Neptunes. Like, which I think at this point you really should put featuring Neptunes. Because that, like... They're, they're a staple in hip-hop, like, solidified, like, for real. But they're not, so. Um, or they're not listed as featured. So, Tyler, the creator, is the really only, uh, well, besides James Fauntleroy, which is the next track, but Tyler, the creator, definitely want to leave his mark. And uh, very interesting. Uh, track number 11, On My Mind, featuring James Fauntleroy. I thought that track was okay. Nothing really too crazy. I thought it was like a great vocal performance from James James Font Font James gave a great performance and Snow gave a great performance and that's what I have on that track. Track number twelve, Taste. Now I thought that chorus was amazing, and the way that she went into that, you would think that would have been one of the explicit. Wait, is that one of the explicit songs? I'll have to look that up, and I really don't feel like looking that up. So, uh, I think taste is very explicit in the meaning. I know that for a fact. But the actual, like, qualifications, I don't know if it's clean or explicit. But I like the track. Track number 13, Everything, it was okay. It wasn't really too much to... Yeah, that was that was okay. That's how I knew that the album was coming to the end. Um, track number 14, Dying For Your Love. I believe that was a actual single, so I can't really give it too much flack. As the actual track is, is not, um, it's not one of those that's, I mean, it's a single. So I don't really compare it to the rest of the album. So whenever I hear Dying For Your Love, I think about, I think back to when I heard it like a month ago. So it's kind of, kind of a harsh reality, but at the same time, it's a reality. So then the final track off the album, track number 15, Save Yourself. I feel like this track was a nice send-off. Could have been better as a final track on your album. But at the end of the day, when you're Snow Allegra, you do what you want. And that's how she wanted to end her album. And for me, it didn't really hit as I thought it should have. But it definitely wasn't bad. It was just okay. The entire album, I would say, was a solid album. I wouldn't be mad if anybody playing it, like, on a ride or in the, on a, like, not in the, like, in the club. <laughs> Imagine playing Snow Anyways, um, I wouldn't be mad at anybody playing Snow Allegra. I wouldn't be like, turn that off. But uh, yeah, Snow Allegra delivered a solid album. Definitely not an album of the year or in my top five at all. 
but it's no knock against her it's just a lot of great albums have been coming out and i feel like hers is just solid going back to my solid point I said hers album was, I think hers album was more underwhelming than Snow. So I would say Snow Allegra's album is better than hers album, in my opinion. So there's one other artist that I've been waiting for that I just think blows all these female R&B artists out of the water, which not to be disrespectful, but SZA, I feel like it's leaps and bounds ahead of every female R&B artist in the game as far as talent and as far as vocal inflection. And as far as execution, like SZA is an artist to be reckoned with. Like she's one of the best R&B artists when it comes to this this genre. So I'm waiting for her album. Really, I feel like she's going to have an album of the year type contender. And, and so I'm just waiting. I'm waiting patiently. I mean, Snow's came. Snow has came and uh, dropped her album. Her has dropped her album. Now we're waiting on SZA. I mean, I don't know what Scissor's waiting on. Probably like certain. I mean, there's Summer Walker, so I don't know if she's waiting for her to drop. But anyways, I'm waiting for Scissor to drop. So that is my final thoughts on the Snow Allegra segment, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> but anyways, um, click my link tree in my bio. Let me know on one of my social medias. What do you think of Snow Allegra's temporary highs in the violet skies? And what track is your favorite? So yeah, getting into the overview of the pod. So we started with Post Malone, Motley Crue. I talked about how Motley Crue is one of those type tracks where I don't know what he's saying at all. I don't know the meaning of the verses. I don't. He's definitely not mumbling, I don't feel like. It's just the auto-tune and the little features and effects he put on his voices makes it super hard to understand him, which is kind of tough. So, but the actual track, like the actual substance of the track and how good the track is, I feel like it's, it's tremendous. Like I think it's an amazing track and the vocal inflection of the effects is, is great. Then we got into BTS Butter slash Permission to Dance and I talked about how BTS has one of the best fan bases in the game right now. I don't know if they're technically in the hip hop space, which is what I touched on with them not being able well they're able i bet they're able but they just haven't went to like they we've never seen bts in the likes of the breakfast club or sway in the morning which i don't know if they don't want to go there because they may get asked to freestyle no just joking they're not gonna get asked to freestyle but it would just be interesting to see them operate in that space since they're so heavily influenced by some hip-hop artists then we got to the Nintendo Switch OLED, and we talked about how well, I talked about how the Nintendo Switch is one of those type of consoles that really benefit off of different screens. And the only reason that the OLED is even passable as an upgrade is because it's the Nintendo Switch. Like any other console would have got killed for this type of upgrade and releasing it as a separate console. But for the Nintendo Switch OLED, I hope it sells because I mean it's $50 more, but at the same time we can't have Nintendo Switch fail because the one of those that keeps the balance of the trilogy going. Like if Nintendo can't compete in this console war, then all is lost because we know Microsoft certainly isn't. Then <laughs> Then we ended with Snow Allegra's 
temporary highs in the violet skies and we talked about how the different tracks in the temporary highs album is very similar in sound but for the snow allegra i feel like she switches up the production credits enough that makes her vocals stand out even more like she has that track with the neptunes called in your eyes i feel like that helps out and switches it up a lot her very first track on the album it switches up the beat which i always love i love intros that switch up the beat mid track to really show that this is a album not just a mixtape and then i love how tyler the creator is on here multiple times because he definitely wanted his, wanted to leave his mark on snow allegra for whatever reason i have no idea probably because she's just a great artist you know definitely definitely just because she's a great artist so yeah that's about it for this episode thanks for tuning in to the notorious mass effect podcast and don't be afraid to send me a voice message letting me know what you think of the show and what you want me to talk about in the next episode click my link tree in my bio to access my social medias and follow to keep on my latest activities if you want to financially support the show click my cash app link located towards the top of my link tree as it helps the show overall make sure to share this podcast as this helps the show reach more people so we can grow together and affect the masses thank you for tuning in to another episode of the notorious mass effect Board dreams from the notorious Mass Effect. Ever wanted your favorite restaurants to come to you? Well, with DoorDash, this is now possible as DoorDash connects people with the best restaurants in their city. They do this by empowering local businesses and in turn generate new ways for people to earn, work, and live. With your favorite restaurants at your fingertips, DoorDash satisfies your cravings and connects you with possibilities, more time, and energy for yourself and those you love. Delivering with DoorDash, you get flexibility and financial stability. Dash for a living or for a goal, all on your schedule and on your own terms. DoorDash customers can place orders via the DoorDash app or website and are connected with Dashers to fulfill deliveries conveniently and contactlessly. Restaurants right to your door. Order now at www.doordash.com.